Welcome to the I Love Negotiating Podcast, where we aim to equip you with the practical strategies, techniques, tactics, and tools to dramatically improve your negotiation results. My name is Jan Potkieter. Over the past 15 years, I've consulted to and trained many of the world's leading brands in more than 60 countries to help them improve their business negotiation results. I've trained just under 10,000 people face-to-face in a small group format, and I've negotiated on camera one-on-one with almost 4,000 people from most major cultural backgrounds. In this podcast, I want to use my experience to bring perspective to your negotiation challenges. So, hi everyone. Today, um, we're coming to you from Greensboro, North Carolina in the USA. And today's message really targets everyone that would find themselves negotiating within a business context. And uh, Marty and I have been talking, you know, we, we both share an interest in elite levels of performance. And I know Marty, from your perspective, you know, having been in a, uh, you know, Fortune 500 business and an executive leadership role and, you know, having had the opportunity to encounter, you know, uh, a significant number of top performers, that you've certainly formed some opinions based on your experience of, you know, what constitutes success. Um, I've, I've also seen, obviously, through, through the interactions with some of our clients and the interactions I've had with, uh, with top performers. And I know as we talk, you know, we, we've identified a few things. I know, for instance, that a heightened level of ambition is one of the thing, one of the unifying characteristics. Any top performance, whether it's politics, business, sport, arts, simply stated, people you know who tend to be successful just want more. They prefer to sacrifice more, get up earlier, work harder, you know, forego more pleasure just to achieve those objectives. And there's some other things, you know, the the fact that they're teachable. You know, um, the strange thing, you know, is that you think most of us who, who aren't the top performers necessarily would. Um, be the ones most in need of coaching, but we're the ones least likely <laughs> That's right. to make use of make use of coaching. And then knowledge, you know, I think people often think that knowledge is power, isn't it? You know, so I, I just like to hear your thoughts, you know, particularly around this accumulation of knowledge and skills, and you know how, how you think that that leads us to be successful. Well, I think one of the most incorrect, famous sayings there is is knowledge is power, because knowledge is nothing. That is not power. In order to learn how to do something, in order to truly master something, in my opinion, especially things that you do with your mind, there's three different tiers and they all stack up on top of each other. The first one is you and I have to know something is fact. So we look outside and we see a tree or we look in the kitchen, we see that's an oven. Now we may not understand what it does. We may not understand its function, but we understand the fact that it is a tree. The next tier is knowledge of that. So we have knowledge of a tree that can provide shade or it can provide firewood. That oven, we begin to gain knowledge that it can cook things. But then the next tier is wisdom. And wisdom is defined as the use of skillful knowledge. In other words, using what you know. So... For the tree, you know that you have to chop it down if you need the firewood, or you know that when it loses its leaves, it's going to grow so you don't get rid of it. And you know that you can touch a burner all day long as long as that burner isn't orange because it's not hot. You have wisdom of that. And the same thing applies in the real world, and the same thing certainly applies in negotiation. Do you you know, it's interesting to hear you say that because I think often... Often people don't understand, you know, if we, if we talk about negotiations specifically, that probably most of the things that 
you, you could learn um, about negotiation you can find in books. Yep. But 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 having simple access to the facts doesn't provide you with any competitive uh, differentiation. You know, I mean, you got to you got to figure out a way to apply that to the scenarios that are specific to your life before that's going to be empowering. Is that your view? Is that almost a, you know the translation of that knowledge into into wisdom? When we, well, the application. It's even before that. Yeah. First, yes, you read the book, you learn the facts, mm-hmm. then you try the facts, and as you successfully succeed over time, then you learn knowledge of those facts. You know, hey, this actually kind of works, and I can use that, and you actually try it. Then. When you are in a situation because you have all this knowledge and in the real world you come to understand, ah, that's when I use that particular piece of knowledge right now. Now you've gained wisdom of that knowledge, the skillful use of that wisdom, I mean the skillful use of that knowledge. And that's when learning pays off. And, and, And that skill really, I mean repetition is the mother of skill, isn't it? You know, I mean, we, we correct use of repetition. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be real specific. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so, so repetition of the right things. Yes. Will translate into the right skills. Of course, you can. Yeah, as you quite correctly say, you can you can repeat your mistakes too. That's not going to deliver the, the results you want. And uh, you know, it's. I mean, that's been one of the fascinating things that I've certainly learned over the last few years is that you know I've invested so much time and effort in understanding negotiation specifically and. Um, what I discovered I did is I neglected learning about other things, you know, other best practices involved in running businesses and, and connecting with people, etc. And I mean, I, I set about fixing that about two and a half years ago, and it's become a huge priority in my life now to make sure that I'm always invested in continuing my own education, my own learning, that, that, that it's never ending. But it's so easy to get complacent, isn't it? Or it's so easy to fall in that trap of just doing what you've always done. And it's so easy not to try the things that you are trying to learn. For instance... You and I teach that if you don't have, if, if who makes the first offer, if you don't have relative value, and if you don't know if you have relative va- power or not, to go ahead and be bold and make an outrageous offer and go ahead and throw it out there, knowing that probably the, the other person's going to counter and you'll probably have to offer a concession. But it almost sounds foolish to try that. Mm-hmm. So we've given you a fact. Here's what you need to do. But until you try to do that, you don't have knowledge of that fact. And until you do that many times, and then you learn specifically how to do it, and it starts working, now you have the wisdom of that knowledge. And that's where wisdom really comes into play in really helping you become the master of your craft. And I might even say the master of your life. So... so I mean, if you distill that into one or two key points, it really means what I'm hearing is you gotta you got to try stuff. You know, it's not good enough just to know about stuff. you got to try it. You, gotta you try have to it. apply. you got to try it out. you got to, you know, invest in, in doing it in different scenarios. And if it doesn't work, you're going to just keep on doing it. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's part of it. Yeah. That's, all, that's okay. The child ha- always, always has touched the burner when it's orange. Because they want to know about it, and they always get burned, even after the parent has told them no. But now they have personal knowledge of it, and they're never going to touch the orange again. Do, 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 do you know, and this is such a fascinating thing, just as a, a broad generalization based on, on the experience that we have. And I know you know this 
we've often spoken about it, is but you know the telling difference that you see sometimes when you work with 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 companies where you've designed something for the company specifically in-house, and often you have attendees who are told to be there that you know they haven't volunteered themselves to attend, and then you look at the the kind of folk who attend our open programs who often pay for themselves or have self-selected. You know, they, they want to be there. And you can just see the difference between somebody who's really invested in learning something new and they want to try it out and they want to give it a go, or people who go, well, you know, this is just information that we, we know anyway or that we can get a hold of, you know, in a, in a different way. And so, you know, the, this willingness to try stuff seems to be key, doesn't it? The willing to try and then the willing to retry and to retry and retry to master, to gain the wisdom, is what keeps us as adults young. It's like the kid that's riding the bike that falls over a million times and finally is able to stay on top. For sometimes we as adults do not believe that we should have to learn anything new including our jobs after we get the degree or after we turn about 25. And if you look around the world, and I'm talking about the world, and you see people that are busy learning new things and trying new things and picking themselves off the floor because they didn't work, you're going to see somebody that is happy. And that is one of the ways of always staying happy is learning new things, not just as fact, not just as knowledge, but as wisdom.